From the heartland of America, focused on God, family, and country, the mouthpiece of the Midwest, this is Dale Carter's America. All right. Hope you had a uh, fantastic Easter. I am Dale Carter. He is Kurt Wheeler. This is Dale Carter's America. Of course, Easter is in the books for another year, uh, but our Jewish brethren, Kurt, they always one-up us. They one-up us at Christmas. They one-up us around Easter because they keep going and going and going. Um, They have Hanukkah around Christmas, right? Yeah, and they have Passover that continues this week, and and it reminded me of something, and it may well tie into something that we've talked about on Dale Carter's America, because if you've ever watched the movie The Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston, I mean, who has not seen that movie? It's been a while. I've seen it, but it's been a while. They used to run it every year, right around Easter, and now I understand why. I don't know that I made the tie-in because I'm I'm Catholic from cradle, um, but it's because Passover happens about the same time that Easter happens, and that relates to the Hebrews leaving Egypt. Moses leads them into the Promised Land. Right? They were slaves in Egypt for four hundred years, actually over four hundred years. Mm. So where are the reparations mm. for our, you know? Jewish friends in Israel coming from uh, Egypt, because if that's the road that we're going to go down, if we're going to talk about reparations, and we are talking about it in this country, why not reparations for the Israelis? For uh, the, the American Jews or just the Israelis? I think this is a separate issue. I mean, we could talk about American Jews, but I'm talking about, you know, who knows, maybe, you know, just to make it clear, uh, the same way that, that we're talking about reparations for uh, African Americans in this country, I guess you could say American Jews descended from the Hebrews. Because that's how it is, you know, here, the, the people that yeah. are going to get the reparations have nothing to do with slavery. Exactly. So, you know, where's the money coming out of Egypt? And, you know, kind of to tie into that, King Charles III is about to be um, anointed king of England and all that. He's already got him looking into how um, how kings and, and monarchs of the past supported slavery back in the uh, 17th oh, no. and the 18th <laughs> century, and there may be reparations coming from England. So there's going to be a lot of money flowing around. Wait, to, to us, right? We're getting the reparations from England for for all of, for the stamp tax and all that no, other no, no, stuff? No, 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 no. They're talking about <laughs> slavery, of, of oh, importing dang. Africans from Africa, and anything that the uh, British monarch may have had to do with that, you know, King Charles wants to step up to the plate. Oh, well. We were uh, we were reading the book of Acts, me and the wife, over the weekend, and uh, you know the Jews in Jerusalem were not very kind to the uh, apostles. You know, in the early days of the church, there was uh, plenty of persecution and killing there too. So maybe Christians should get reparations. I think you know if we extend it out enough, everyone's just going to get reparations from everyone else, and then it'll all kind of cancel out. I think maybe not me. Of- I mean, I've done my DNA thing, and I am so white it's not even funny. Everything that I have comes from the British Isles and Northern Europe. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Maybe Britain owes Americans reparations for the colonization, you know, and for the the tea tax and the stamp tax and, and everything else, you know. Well, we'll think about that. That is the prelude to Dale Carter's America this week, which is sponsored in part by my good friend, Bob Watson, Blue Springs local state farm agent for five decades. Seventh and Main in Blue Springs. He's at 816-229-7878. Auto, home, life, commercial insurance. He's licensed in both Kansas and Missouri. He's been my insurance guy for nearly 30 years. In fact, I texted him. He hasn't texted me back yet, uh, but we had to take uh, baby Harry to the pet emergency room last night. Mm. Do you know how much that costs? Uh, do I want to know? I'm getting ready to cut out a kidney to try and pay for it. I mean, it's amazing what yeah. they get at those 24-hour vet locations. And some of my friends have been saying, well, there's pet insurance. So I reached out to Bob, and I'm like, <laughs> can I buy pet insurance from you? Haven't heard back from him yet, but I know that I will because Bob Watson is a responsive guy, and uh, that's why he's been my State Farm agent so long. We're glad to have him on Dale Carter's America. Now, much of the talk in this country and the news coverage was focused on Donald Trump, and it's still going to be focused on Donald Trump. I mean, there was a news story today that uh, Donald Trump is uh, back in New York, and he's answering questions on some on another matter, on another lawsuit, mm-hmm. not related to the one that he was arraigned on. And then you got Georgia and all this other stuff and all this crap that's swirling around. And we're taking our eye off the ball, Kurt. Mm. We are. I mean, you know, I ran down a list of things that we're taking our eye off the ball on. 
Let's start with China. All right? China. China. Well, for something later in the show, I brought in my Donald Trump action figure. So this is my little friend. We're talking here. about him right now. So, yeah, I, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> you can take his hair off, take his tie off. I mean, he's, he's all right here. I'll toss him to you. There we go. There's Donald Trump making his way over to Kurt. Um, you know, while, while the news cycle is focused on Donald Trump and Donald Trump, and really to some extent, even Joe Biden, uh, because Joe Biden's family, there may be some corruption involved there. We are literally taking our eye off the ball of what's important in this country. And I'm going to start with China, because Taiwan, they're, they're sending ships to Taiwan. What are we going to do there? Lindsey Graham is talking about we need to send troops to Taiwan. Are we really going to do that? Is there going to be a war? Has China already committed an act of war by flying that balloon over our country? I mean, we joked about that a little bit, Kurt, but that is some serious shit going on right there. Yeah. That balloon went over the United States for a week. Yeah. gathering intelligence at a very low altitude, doing figure eights over nuclear facilities and other you know sensitive areas of this country, and we laugh it off. It's like, oh, well, what's Trump up to? What's Trump doing? I think China is a big deal. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you know, the balloon, we talked about it at the time, but that's the least of our problems, to be completely honest. I mean, uh, they are already spying on us through TikTok, through all the other technology, uh, through you know, electronic surveillance, just hacking, like, uh, you know, our institutions and things like that. So, uh, yeah, a spy balloon, you know, I mean, it's a big deal, obviously, but uh, there's a lot more than that. So there a lot more than that. And, you know, I really worry about the future of this country. I mean, I don't know how long we have, Kurt, if we don't focus on the things that really, truly matter. I worry about your generation because your generation is next. And and this gen what what are we on now Generation X or Y or what are Z. you Z Gen Z Gen Z that's yeah. what we're on right now I mean those are the folks who want all the free stuff mm -hmm. they're voting for all these Democrats because it's all the free shit okay are you not concerned and not you in particular Kurt because I know that you are but is this generation not concerned about the future of this country will we even have a country left you know is China just going to walk in and just take over one day and will anybody care. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get the impression that people uh, in the younger generations care very much, but we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm not concerned so much about myself. I'm concerned more about my future children. You know, I mean, they're really the ones that are going to have to deal with the fallout of whatever's going on right now. We're we're in the middle of the fight. I think right now we're we're dealing with you know trying to save the trajectory of what's happening, but. Um, the fallout, you know, I think is going to come really for the next generation. They're the ones that are going to have to deal with it. Next chapter is Russia. Yeah. And Russia has a cozy relationship with China. The Chinese president visited Russia, and it was not a photo op in front of the, you know, Lenin's tomb or something like that. He was there for three days. Mm -hmm. What do you think they talked about in three days? Uh, probably their favorite party favors and... Well, I can tell you what they weren't talking about. <laughs> what is their music favorite, they listen to? <laughs> they weren't talking about their favorite flavor of ice cream. Yeah. They were not talking about that. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they were talking about dividing up the war or the world mm -hmm. because that's what they're doing. All right? This well, thing, they're certainly talking about getting off the U.S. dollar, which Saudi Arabia has already done. China's likely already done or is doing, and Russia's going to follow suit. So. This is stuff that we've got to pay attention to. And you people who watch Dale Carter's America on YouTube or Rumble, or you listen to it through the various ways that you can get the audio podcast, you have got to take what we're talking about and, and spider web it out. Send it to your friends. Because it's red alert time. Mm-hmm. It is seriously red alert time. We can sit around and we can joke about all this stuff and Joey B, and I'm sure we're going to get to all that. And, you know, uh, his his appearance with Al Roker, is he going to run? Is he not going to run? How many Easter egg rolls is he going to do? Uh, just the weird stuff that Joe Biden says. He's our president, and we're stuck with him until at least the next election. And the Democrats, trust me, they've got a plan for keeping him in power. They really do. Mm -hmm. And if we don't step up, if we don't do the things that we need to do, if we don't take some of this stuff seriously, we're going to lose this country. It is that simple. So you've got China, you've got Russia. Okay, how about Chicago? How about our major cities where people are fleeing our major cities? There was a chance for Chicago to sort of get it right. They're, they're always going to have a Democrat as mayor. That's the way it's going to be. But they had a guy running for mayor 
who uh, was endorsed by the FOP, uh, very police-friendly, who gets the fact that the number one issue in Chicago right now is rampant crime. Well, he didn't win. The guy who did win, worse than Lori Lightfoot on crime. Defund the police, get rid of the police. Um, Just some scary stuff coming out of this guy's mouth. And he wants to transport that to every city in America. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chicago is the is the uh, laboratory for shitty policy. <laughs> Let's see what he has to say. There was rioting and organized looting last night, and you're calling to defund the police. Explain that. Yeah, what we're seeing is obviously is uh, an outbreak of incredible frustration um, and anguish that communities that have been isolated uh, through poverty over generations. And what we have is um, sort of a typical very standard, quite frankly, a very tired response um, to the regularly scheduled pandemic, which is structural racism. And that response has been to increase um, police presence that has not led to anything of substance to secure communities and to make communities whole. And so the fact of the matter is because we're spending nearly $5 million a day just on policing, while families continue to experience homelessness, unemployment, lack of access to health care, transportation, you can't take a certain level of urgency to protect capital and the wealthy and not have that same tenacity to provide relief for families that have been devastated. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I can't really listen to I can't to listen anymore. to this anymore either. <laughs> anymore that. What's, here's the net effect of what's going to happen. One of his policies is to tax businesses in Chicago. You saw that based on how many employees they have. Businesses are going to continue to flee Chicago. Residents will continue to flee Chicago. Police officers will flee Chicago. So if you've got a police department in the South and you're looking to hire some folks, a better climate, I think you can get some police officers from Chicago because this is a major, major problem. And we're seeing it not just in Chicago, San Francisco, uh, New York, open sewers is, is what's happening to our cities. And people are fleeing these cities. Where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. And we have this idea. We have this idea that like we get happy, you know, when Lori Lightfoot lost the election. We're like, oh yeah, she lost. You know, there's a chance. And we have, you know, we have we look with these rose-colored glasses. Like that means, you know, the people are waking up and they're gonna vote in new leadership and they're gonna change direction. And every time, I mean, the same thing happened in New York with Eric Adams, uh, and in California, you know, many times over, and they just keep voting for the same thing, if not worse, you know, they, they're just doubling down, doubling down, doubling down. And it's a lost cause. You know, I mean, these cities are, are a lost cause. Uh, unfortunately, Kansas city is kind of looking that way too, but it's like, if you're still living there, I mean, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Well, you know, we talk about China a little bit and we didn't even mention fentanyl and that's something else that China is doing to us. You know, they're manufacturing this shit, and it's coming through our southern border. The southern border is a sieve, and we let the Biden administration get away with blaming Trump for that. I I just, I I don't see that. But what I do see is, closer to home, three KCK cops working undercover, okay, trying to interdict the fentanyl problem, right? And so they go undercover, they're dealing with these drug dealers, something goes wrong, shots are fired, and we've got three cops in the hospital fighting for their lives, and three drug dealers who are not fighting for their lives necessarily, they were wounded. Um, I would have been okay if they'd have wasted all three of those guys, because they're bringing fentanyl into this country, and it is killing our children. Again, we got Trump. Trump's doing this. Trump's doing that. Who gives a shit? This is the stuff that really matters. Fentanyl will kill all... I mean, we might as well have an open country now because we won't have any people to populate it because they're all going to be dead from fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really pissed about this stuff. So you think that you think that uh, the Trump stuff, like with him being indicted and everything, is, it doesn't matter? I don't. I, I think it's all a big... Um, I don't know. I think we're taking our eye off the ball to the things that really, truly do matter about the future of this country. Okay, we had another um, shooter, another mass shooting, and I I didn't even see it, but I'm assuming that the Biden administration came out after the shooting in Kentucky and said, um, oh, we got to do something about guns. Got to do something about guns. Okay, how long have we had guns in this country? 
since the beginning. Right. Since before the beginning, yeah. right? Guns have been a part of what we do in this country. Some of them are a little scary looking. I'm going to admit that. The ARs are a little scary looking, but they basically do the same thing that a 22 would do. They fire bullets out of it. So we've had guns in this country for centuries. This has been a kind of recent epidemic. So instead of, you know, the, the liberals get on us, Kurt, and they say, we don't want your thoughts and prayers anymore. We don't need your thoughts and prayers anymore. What we really need is we need to get rid of all these guns. Okay, no, what we really need to do is ask the question, why are people losing their minds and doing this stuff? Well, I would say we need prayers more than ever because we need to pray for the soul of our nation. That's really what it comes down to uh, because it is corrupted and it is uh, it is becoming a very dangerous place. And like the guy in Chicago, the mayor... He's talking about defunding the police. He's talking about systemic racism. It's all these excuses to not deal with the core problem, which is that this community, your com- in his case, your community is is disproportionately, you know, doing these crimes. They're looting. I mean, you look at the videos there. There's people looting, you know, Apple stores. They're flipping over cars. They're setting fire to shit. Look what happened in 2020. Nobody wants to address that. It's always, you know, this other thing. It's always the cops. It's always uh, the guns or whatever, and it's just totally missing the point. Until we actually address what people are doing, because people commit crimes, not guns, then uh, we're, we're totally just talking past the, the point. Well, a psychology teacher in Orlando got fired, and, and as I read this story, I'm thinking, maybe this guy was on to something. Um, he had his students, 11th and 12th graders, by the way, this is not first graders and kindergarten kids, okay, where they want to let them watch drag shows and stuff like that. This is um, juniors and seniors in high school. He had them do a project to write their own obituary before an active shooter drill, okay? Getting them to think and reflect on their lives to figure out what's important to them and how they want to live their lives. Guess what happened to him? He got fired, that day. Mm. I mean, what do you think about You're a younger guy. What do you think about that? Uh, if a teacher came to you, and you've been a teacher, and with everything that's going on, having your students reflect on you know what their obituary might look like and getting them to think about what happens in an active shooter situation and maybe thinking about, well, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm fairly well adjusted, but uh, Johnny over there, I'm a little worried about him. You know, getting at least getting the dialogue started. This teacher tried and he got fired. Yeah, it seems like, I don't know. I mean, it seems like kind of a weird thing to do. But, uh, I, don't, I mean, what's the angle? Why, like, what was the reasoning for him doing this? Is Was he like, oh, you know, I, I think probably the reason he got fired is he's stoking the fear. He's like, oh, you're going to, you know, die. You're going to come to school and you're going to get shot and die. So write yeah. this obituary. Well, all I have it's, is like... It seems a little... Yeah. All I have is like a six-line story yeah. that came off the wire. And but I, don't I think know. having having kids reflect on the the trajectory of their lives, you know, I mean, that's never done, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or just, you know, uh, another thing too, to go back to the Chicago mayor, he actually said something that I agree with, which... Uh, conservatives were giving him heat for, but he said he didn't. He doesn't give homework because I guess he was a teacher. He doesn't give homework and he doesn't give Fs. And I'm like, yeah, that kind of actually makes sense because we're we're spending all this time in school teaching bullshit that doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I took four years of Spanish in high school. I can't speak a lick of Spanish now, even after working in restaurants, taking four years of Spanish mm-hmm. and all this. I don't remember any of it. Uh, and you know, we're we're talking or we're teaching all these weird social conditioning type things and yet just basic like critical thinking or uh introspection you know actually having kids think about where their lives are going you know teaching things like uh you know how to do your taxes how to save money life skills how how to you know start Mm -hmm. a garden or whatever you know uh these are the things that we should be doing reading and writing and arithmetic you know the old basic standbys i agree with you i think our education and that gets back to another issue which is the education department that went in in the 1970s i wish we'd get a republican president in there you'll never get a democrat to do it who would have the balls to go in there and say you know what we don't need an education department yeah the president could do that it's his oh, cabinet yeah. oh yeah 100% yeah so, you know, again, as would you're raise looking, a lot of eyebrows, but that's what we need. We this need somebody is to stir on the, the pot. This is eye on the ball stuff. We've got to do these things. Oh, yeah. 
instead of talking about shit that means absolutely nothing. And we're going to get to some of it that means absolutely nothing. But here's something else that means something. OPEC. Because we're a slave to OPEC, right? We're a slave to them because we've basically turned off the spigot in this country because oil is bad. Oil is bad. Unless, of course, we can get it from somebody else, like the Saudis, you know, people who don't necessarily like us. They've cut production. So gas prices will be at or higher than $4 a gallon soon, again. So this, and then the Biden administration, they're going to make it harder and harder for you to get a gas-powered vehicle. They're going to ratchet up the... uh, uh, the, the mileage requirements and all that to the point where, you know, they may get you to get an electric vehicle because really that's going to be the only sound choice. And the prices are going to go through the roof. We know how much electric cars are. So what they're doing to gas-powered cars for the future is going to make them even more expensive. Is anybody even noticing this? And their goal is to take electric cars from 5% where they are right now to 67%, and I think the year is 2020, it's before 2030, Mm. so it's within the next decade uh, that they expect 67% of the vehicles on the road to be electric vehicles, powered by a grid that is so shaky that if we have any kind of an event happen, we get blackouts, Mm -hmm. with 5% of vehicles on the grid. Yeah. Well... Is there uh, something that you would do differently, maybe if you were king for a day? Well, I want to be king for a day. Pass that crown to me. (laughs) I'm going to put on the crown and be king for a day. Okay, here we go. (laughs) All right. There is my crown. Okay, so I'm king for a day. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, but somebody's got to do it. We need to have an all-in energy policy. Let's take it from everywhere that we can get it and let science lead the way, let the market lead the way on the next thing. Because what's happening right now is politicians are basically creating something out of nothing. There is no science to back this up. There's no market demand to back this up. It's politicians driving the bus on something that we don't believe. And when we question them on it, when we have critical questions that we ask them about it, they look at us like we're crazy and say, oh, this is settled science. Settled science. We have to do this. It is not settled science. Let's ask those questions and get some answers on stuff like this and have an all-in energy policy. Okay, drill for oil. Let's build some nuclear plants. What's the last nuclear plant we built in this country? They've got nuclear plants all over Europe. We haven't built one in 30 years. Mm -hmm. I'm betting it's 30 years. I think we're shutting some down, too. We don't have refineries. We don't have refining capability. Why are we not building refineries? Why are we not fracking? You know, why aren't we doing these things that we know work? And, And put electric in there. And let electric compete in the arena of ideas, and if that somehow rises to the top, I don't think it will, because our grid is powered by coal. We've talked about that before, and it's shaky at best. Um, let's find out what works best with an all-in energy policy. There, there are Democrats out there who agree with me, mm-hmm. right? Joe Manchin agrees with me on that. I think probably most people would, to be honest. I mean, if you if you just ask people should we use every energy source available to us? I mean, I think most people would agree with that. Democrats don't, and they're driving the bus. This is stuff, Kurt, that we used to make fun of Democrats for. We used to make fun of John Kerry. We used to make fun of Al Gore. But now they're in power. Mm -hmm. And when they're in power, they have the ability through, you know, just a signature on a page to create policy. And and that's because Congress has basically let them do it. Mm-hmm. Congress has ceded power to the executive branch, and now we have a fourth line out there of all of these agencies who were not elected. They're just a bunch of bureaucrats, and they get to determine what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, they've been in power for a while, and we haven't stopped them. So we've let it get to this point, and here we are. So that's me for King for a Day. That's what I would do. What do you think? That sounds that sounds good to me. Um, yeah, I mean, if if the alternative energy sources can prove themselves to be worthy of standing alone, uh, you know, on their own without subsidies and competing in the market, then I think we should 
try it, but right. that's just not the case, you know. And I was talking with a friend earlier about uh, Elon Musk. You know, Elon Musk is now the richest guy in the world. He's the richest person in the world. And that would not have been possible without the government, you know, even with Tesla, with Tesla, with SpaceX, with most of his, and with uh, Starlink, his other big endeavor that he's doing right now. He's getting tax subsidies. He's getting, um, you know, favorable contracts from the government for SpaceX. And then with Tesla, they're getting uh, tax credits for every car that they produce. So normally in, in the actual free market, the car would cost a lot more than it actually does for the consumer. But because the government is trying to incentivize these electric vehicles, they're giving Tesla a tax credit so they can lower the price mm -hmm. artificially uh, and make it more competitive with these other cars, and that should not be allowed. Well, there's an update. Uh, Elon Musk is no longer the richest man in the world. He's fallen to number two. Oh, who's the guy? Um, I can't think of the guy's name. Oprah? No, it's not. It's a guy, and they produce. Uh, you'd have to look it up for sure. Um, but he, I, I saw a story that he had fallen to number two, and the reason why is because he put all that money into Twitter, and it's already lost value. It's about half yeah. its value that he put into it. So um, I can't – have you pulled it up yet? I'm looking right now. Hold yeah. Uh, so I, I promise you we're going to get to some fun stuff that's going to make you laugh um, and probably at my expense, and that's okay. But there's still some stuff out there that's irritating me, and the reason that I need you to help us here, to further the voice here, to get it out there, because we can't just sit in our man caves and go, oh, boy, I remember back when it was better – um, it was better, and it was better not that long ago. And it's because we're taking our eye off the ball. We need to keep our eye on the ball. One more thing that uh, the Biden administration spiked a report. Did you see this going into the Easter weekend? They did this report on the withdrawal from Afghanistan, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, and basically, they're proud of what they did. They're proud of it. Um, anything negative that came out of Afghanistan, it's Trump's fault. I have this clip from uh, John Kirby that yeah. is just astounding once you turn it over it's just like what we're doing in ukraine we give ukraine uh artillery ammunition stinger anti-air missiles javelin anti-tank it's their stuff at that point not the americans it's their stuff that stuff belonged to the afghans and so this idea this argument is just ludicrous that we left millions of dollars of stuff in Afghanistan. We didn't. We turned it over, as the previous administration would have done too, because part of their thinking was they were going to have to turn this material over. It was turned over appropriately uh, and carefully and deliberately with the Afghan National Security Defense Force. Hmm. He is just spinning. Spinning so hard. You can see it in like his, in his, uh, his expression, you know, like in the demeanor or the look on his and face, he's like, it, wa it, it wasn't us. We, you know, yeah. we left it for the Afghans, just like we did for Ukraine. It's like, yeah, well, the Ukraine thing's fucked up, too. You shouldn't be doing that either. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the offshoot of all of this is this emboldened Russia. If we hadn't dropped the ball so hard in Afghanistan and Joe Biden, for you to say that uh, Trump basically had the framework in place and all you did was execute Trump's plan is utter, complete Bullshit. Because when you came in on January 20th, you signed 15,000 executive orders turning up every Trump policy. If Trump was for it, you were against it. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. Um, so you can't tell us with a straight face that you were committed to Trump's Afghan policy. I'm not even sure Trump would have done that. In fact, I don't think he would have done that. So you can't blame Trump for any of this. Well, well, he didn't. He was president right before Joe Biden, and he didn't do that. So yeah. it's just total it, BS to but say Kurt, that. It emboldened Russia. Mm -hmm. I don't think Russia invades Ukraine if this hadn't happened. It emboldened China. China's like, there is no America on the world stage anymore. And so now, with the void that's been created, and this is really important stuff, mm -hmm. you've got China and Russia working together on this, and I guarantee you it is not to our benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I I would bet that probably the same thing is going to happen with the weapons we're sending to Ukraine as happened with the weapons that we sent to Afghanistan. You know, you send the weapons to this country and the money or whatever, you have no idea where it's going, uh, no accountability, no transparency, and it's just now you have like billions of dollars worth of the highest tech, most sophisticated military equipment in the world, Russia is coming into Ukraine. There's a conflict there. You know, 
what's going to happen to those weapons? What's going to happen to those tanks? Is Russia going to end up with M1 Abrams tanks because that we sent to Ukraine because they go in and take them? I mean, I would not be surprised. Well, the reason I titled this Eye on the Ball is because there's a lot of stuff going on here right now. And if you're listening to this podcast, if you agree with us, if you agree with our opinions, it's really incumbent on you to get more people involved. Because I guarantee you, the Democrats are working on the very young. They, they want to turn them out. They want to get them to vote. I mean, you know, look what happened in Wisconsin with a, was it a Supreme Court seat. That went the other way. Hmm. You know, governor's races are going the other way. Mayor's races in the big cities are going to continue to be Democrats. They are working on this at a very granular level of you vote for us, you get free stuff. You vote for us, we'll excuse your student loan. We'll do this for you. We'll do that for you. It's the gimme, 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 gimme. And the more votes they get like that, and their strategy, Kurt, is the same one they had last time. Pray to God that somehow Donald Trump gets the nomination for the Republicans, put Joe Biden in the basement somewhere, and run the same campaign that they ran the last time. That's what they're going to do. I'm not sure about that, though. I mean, we're going to get into it again. But, I mean, if if they – let me ask you a question. If they were so concerned about uh, – I'm sorry. If they were so unconcerned about Donald Trump and they thought they could beat him so easily – then why are they trying to prosecute him to make him ineligible to run for president? I don't know. I mean, I think there may be some deeper thinking involved here. It might be, you know, if we do this to Trump, it'll fire up his base, which will almost guarantee him the nomination. And then, you know, look at what they've done with the schedule for what happened in New York. All right? The next time that they're going to be in a courtroom is going to be right when we're talking about Iowa and New Hampshire. Okay? Yeah. You Obviously think that's not on, an accident. Eh, it's not an accident. This is all about politics. This is all about 2024, and it's part of a deeper strategy that they have to win this next election. And, you know, if you think that they're not thinking about that, I think you're way off base. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I that's think they their are strategy. Right, but, but but to me, the strategy seems to be that they want him to not be able to run. They want to they want to tie his hands, you know, whether he goes to prison or whatever, which he's probably not. He's but not going to go to prison. I mean— they're going to try. They're going to try and put him in jail, for sure. So whether he actually goes to jail uh, and is charged with a felony and can't run, or if we just draw this whole thing out, we get to spring 2024, right in primary season, and he's tied up with having to go to court and all this, and he can't campaign, they're obviously going after him because they don't want him to be the president. They want to stop him. So if, if they weren't concerned about his uh, potential chances of winning again, then why would they do all that? Yeah, I don't know that I have the answer for that. I just know that we've got to get more Republicans elected at the local and state and federal level. This goes beyond the presidency. I mean, we, we've got to get mayors elected. We've got to get city councilmen elected. We've got to get school board members elected. And it, we've got to get as granular as they are. Right. Because if we don't, we're going to continue to lose elections. Because our, what we stand for, Kurt, is not giving away everything. What we stand for is creating great citizens who are going to go out there and take their education and build on it and give back and grow and you know start businesses and have employees and pay taxes. I mean, we're, we're not – I mean, our policy at, at a very base level is not, okay, let's see what we can give you. Well, yeah, but, you know, you, you mentioned – elections we need to win elections which is so true and that's why this donald trump thing is important uh that's why i think it's just as important as any of the other things we're talking about because they are subverting our elections you know and i we have to be careful because we're on youtube but a lot of things happened you know leading up to the last one that were not good and uh you could say things about covid the way that the the uh rules were changed that significantly favored the democrats and significantly was a detriment to Donald Trump. Agree. And now we see in hindsight, you know, that it was way overblown and that things were done with the election that didn't have to be. And yet here we are. Joe Joe Biden is now the president. And now they see him running again and they're going after him with these BS charges, you know, not fair, not good. These charges happened a long time ago, okay? Not even a big deal. Not even a big deal. They want to stop me from becoming president. But it's happening again. They're going to try and put him in jail. They're going to try and make him not able to run for president. And 
if you think they're going to stop with Trump, you're kidding yourself. And I mean, he famously said they're just coming after me because they really want to come after you. And I'm just I'm just in the way. And I think that's totally true. So that matters, because if if the levers of power are such that these people can just say, okay, well, this guy is a threat and we don't want him to be elected. So we're just going to throw him in jail. We're just going to prosecute him for some BS charge that we've never prosecuted, you know, Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton or anybody else for uh, much more serious things. And that we're going to use the justice system to attack our political opponents and make it impossible for them to win elections. If that's the case, then none of this other stuff can happen. We can't win uh, local elections. We can't take over Congress. We can't uh, actually implement any of these policies because they won't let us. So, yeah, I think it matters a lot. I think it's very important. Okay. Well, um, what I think is these other things matter so much more. And if we don't get fired up about these things, nothing else matters in America. We might as well tell China, you can come on in because none of it matters. And to your point, I mean, I don't want to become a third world banana republic where we put our political opponents in prison. And, And that seems to be what's going on here. And I don't want to see that happen. But damn, you know, when, when I see China doing what China's doing and Russia doing what Russia's doing and our border and our crime and, and all the things, it just it breaks my heart as far as the future of this country. And I just think, Kurt, that a lot of people on our side just don't care anymore. They're just sitting at home going, oh, well, I guess that's it. Maybe. And we yeah. need to fire them up. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I'm, I'm as fired up about all those things as you are, trust me. Um, but the point that I'm trying to make is like, yeah, we need to do all of those things. We need stronger foreign policy against China and Russia. We need good energy policy. We need to eliminate the Department of Education, all these things. But who's going to do those things? In order to do those things, we need to elect people who are going to do those things. And if we can't elect people who are going to do those things because our election system is totally effed up, totally corrupt and controlled by our corrupt and politicized justice system, then it doesn't matter. We can talk about it all day, all night. We can gripe. We can yell and moan. But we can't actually take over the the levers of power in order to actually institute change. Well, what you can do as a listener of Dale Carter's America or a viewer of Dale Carter's America is share the damn word. Get it out there to your friends who think the way that you think. And if your friends are on the fence and they don't think the way that you think, push them over the damn fence <laughs> because we've got to get fired up about this. I'm, I'm seriously concerned. Kurt's worried about his future children. I'm worried about my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I've got four little grandchildren, two of them girls, and we're going to get into that in the next segment, um, and they are biological girls, mm-hmm. and I've got two biological boys who are her grandchildren right now. We're going to get into all that coming up here in a minute, uh, but before we leave, I do want to thank a couple of our sponsors here. Funhouse Pizza, I mean, we, I've been so mad at the beginning of this thing, and I'm not really a mad guy, but some of this stuff just really grinds my gears, um, but Funhouse Pizza is a fun place, and uh, we want to thank Jim Dingman. Jim, uh, up for another year. So he's, he's with us for another year. Hey. And we're going to have a big event. Probably it's going to be in May. We were thinking April at first, uh, but we're pushing that to May, maybe a little bit. I'm taking a week off, first week of May, just to go down to the Gulf Coast of Florida and watch the waves come in and have some coffee every morning. Right. And, and I'm just, out of town, too, three of the next four weekends. So. Just try and calm down a little bit. So, uh, But it's coming. It's probably coming in May, um, and we'll be at the Funhouse Pizza in Lee's Summit on 50 Highway. Uh, they're also in Blue Springs on 7 Highway. If you think the way we think, trust me, Jim Dingman thinks exactly the same way that you do. And and that's why Funhouse Pizza is involved in Dale Carter's America. So go have some pizza, go have a slice, have a cold beverage with your friends. Maybe you got a birthday party coming up. It's a great place that you can book for a birthday party. And of course, we're going to book it for an upcoming event in Lee's Summit. Lee's Summit on 50 Highway, 7 Highway in Blue Springs. That is Funhouse Pizza. Also heard from another of our sponsors, Dr. Mark Taramina. He loves being part of this podcast. Kurt, sometimes I get here in the morning and he's just sent me a random text. Really love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Nice. So he thinks the way that we think. Um, And he knows, as a doctor who deals with um, the GI experience, that if you get your colonoscopy and you get it at an early enough stage, if you get colon cancer, we can knock that out. 
Mm-hmm. That's something else you really ought to be concerned about, and you ought to be spreading the gospel like wildfire on that. If you know somebody who's 45 and has not been screened for colon cancer yet, they need to get with Dr. Mark Taramina at Midwest GI Health. They will take care of you. Google rating 4.9 out of 5 stars. That is the highest in Kansas City. They've got the setup complete there in Lee's Summit. They can take care of you from the beginning of the process through the end of the process. And I know a lot of people look at this and go, ugh. The prep, I don't want to do it. Do it because the colonoscopy itself is easy peasy. I've done it and I got screened clean as a whistle. So get your screening so that if there is something, they can deal with it. Okay. Yeah. You got to look on the bright side. You know, you're doing something that's going to be good for your health. We talk, you know, we just finished talking about how we're concerned for future generations. We need to be concerned about the future. And, uh, you know, it's important to, to have your health in check, you know, for your children and your grandchildren so you can be there for them. You know, they also deal with Crohn's disease, which I, I know someone personally who has that. Uh, ulcerative colitis is mm-hmm. another thing. Uh, they deal with a lot of things in the GI tract. Um, so they're there for your complete GI health at MidwestGIHealth.com. You can reach them, set up an appointment at 816-836-2200, 816-836-2200, and make sure you tell them you heard about them here on Dale Carter's America. Okay, the, the next segment I set up is, is what's the harm? And, and I thought about this quite a bit, and I know you and I may not see completely eye to eye on this, but um, everybody had their hair on fire last week about the trans guy on the Bud Light can. Did you have your hair on fire about that? Uh, I don't know if that would be an accurate description. But, but you saw it, right? Oh, yeah. There were country stars out there like Travis Tritt, John Rich, who's been a guest on this podcast uh, before, who said, basically, I'm taking Bud Light off my rider. Mm-hmm. I'm going to boycott Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Well, the problem is, I mean, I, I think we should care. Uh, I don't think it's at the top of my priority list, but I do think we should care. But the problem is... You know, it's not just Bud Light. It's every major corporation that's, you know, promoting all this stuff. And so, okay, yeah, you're not going to drink Bud Light. What are you going to drink? Coors Light, Miller Light? Uh, they're all doing the same thing, so you know it's uh, exactly. It's hard I mean, to uh, you go to Coors. Uh, somebody I heard that on the radio today. Somebody yeah. said, "Well, I'm going to drink Coors Light," and then somebody informed them that they're big in the LGBTQ community too. So yeah. you you can't win there. They're all super gay. Super Vote gay. with your feet. Vote with your dollars. That's how we do this in you know this kind of economy, the free market economy. That's how we do it. And if if, if and I think that was only on one can anyway to try and get some talk going, right? Yeah, it wasn't I mean, like he, on every can. No, I I don't know if they're actually selling the can or not. He just had like a TikTok video that he put out when he where he was saying you know he was endorsed by Bud Light, and they, you know blah blah blah. And then there was another one with Nike where uh, he was wearing like a sports bra, like a women's sports bra or something like that. Just gross. But, you know, it, and, and, and it does, I think it does matter because we're, we're losing sight of these key things. You know, I mean, I think we, and I agree with you on, on everything that you're saying. We're having a lot of these policy discussions. We're talking about foreign policy and stuff like that. But it's like, I've mentioned this before. I mean, what are we even promoting as a country if we don't know what a man and a woman is? What are we well, even promoting as a right. country if we don't have secure elections? Yeah. You know, I'll, there are some things that are just really and, foundational. And I'll get to what the harm is. I just think I started with this because my first thought was, if I don't like what's on the can, I can put a koozie on it. Right. I can pour it in a glass. Yeah. You know, I cannot buy it. You're right. I, I know Kid Rock did what Kid Rock does. He was with uh, Travis Tritt and uh, John Rich in terms of I'm going to boycott this stuff, yeah. <laughs> which of course they love. Man, there's no there's no bad publicity oh, in yeah. their world. Oh yeah, yeah. They're getting a lot of publicity. And, you know, he, he has to shoot all these cans, and he's got to buy them somehow. Go ahead. Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. <laughs> Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. That does look fun, I will say. That looks like an automatic weapon. Is that yeah, illegal? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Fuck Bud Light. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny, but you're calling attention to it, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it it's kind of like the uh the outrage mob of of the right, you know? I mean, we have it too. I I think the left doesn't more obviously, but uh but we have it too and 
you know, I think there's a proper response. I do think it's something worth pointing out. Yeah. I do think it's a problem. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe that's an overreaction or maybe, you know, like people were like, well, you had to go out and buy those cases of Bud Light in order to, like, shoot them with your yeah, machine Yeah, exactly. Gun. Exactly. But, uh, you know. It does so, look fun. I will say that. Yeah. It looks fun. <laughs> so what's more important, I think, is what Biden wants to do to Title IX, which he's going to try and do with a pen. Um, and that is, you know, Title IX was set up to create a safe experience for girls to compete on an, on an even level, right? It was, it was essentially set up because um, at that time in high schools and college, uh, it was boys sports and maybe girls got to do some intramural stuff. It was, it was a way to try and bring it up a little bit. It's the reason why we have uh, girls high school basketball and, and girls volleyball and softball and things like that. It's why we have it. So Joe Biden wants to basically bastardize chan- uh, Title IX. And, and he, I've got a friend that works in the sales department here at KFKF, and um, her daughter is active in the Young Republicans, and she knows another one who's – and what's the, um, what's the Turning Point USA? Turning Point, right? yeah. We're going to have them on because I want to talk to them because they're seniors in high school. I want to know what they think about stuff like this mm-hmm. because Joe Biden – on his own, with a pen, wants to change Title IX to say that um, you can't exclude people based on what they think their gender is. Mm -hmm. And the net effect of that will be, once he does that, uh, will be that, you know, a boy can go in and say, you know what, today I'm feeling like I'm a girl. Yeah. So I'm going to play on the girls' team. I heard kind of an interesting take on this. Uh, Shout out to uh, Cody Canuck, a friend of mine, but... He was he was saying, uh, what if we just kind of lean into it, maybe, you know, to to draw attention to it more? It's like, okay, we can, you know, men can decide to be women and, and go into the women's locker room. Like, why don't we all why don't why don't we all just start going into the women's locker room? Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, what <laughs> would not? be the, what would be the criteria? How could you possibly judge it? I mean, if if you came to me today You wouldn't. You, you wouldn't. Know, I mean And you, you say I'm I'm thinking I'm a woman today. Yeah. Um Based on what? Okay, uh, because you think that. Well, you know, we have two bathrooms here at the uh, at the studio right. uh, office. You know, sometimes you got to take a crap, and there's someone in the stall. So you know, just go into the women's bathroom and, and take a crap. Well, you can go to our brand new airport and do that. You know, you can be in there basically doing what men do, which is making a very large stink, <laughs> and then poor lady who has to come in after you. I, I wouldn't want to be that person. But th- this is just so. How can anybody look at this and say this is normal? I don't know. <laughs> That's where we are in this country. So he's going to destroy Title IX. Yeah. And I think you're right, you know, in your analysis before, like, that's something that not a lot of people are paying attention to. We're paying attention to all these other things, you know. Uh, we're talking about the Bud Light can and Kid Rock, you know, shooting Bud Light with uh, rifles, and we're not talking about Title IX. So, yeah, there. I think you're you are right that there is a disconnect in certain things between what makes the news, what doesn't make the news, what we're talking about, what we're not talking about. Uh, so, yeah, that's something we should Well, be I'll tell you about. somebody who gets it, and that is Riley Gaines. And Riley has experienced it firsthand because there was this male swimmer at Penn who was like 400th in the world or something like that and basically decided, you know what, today I think I'm a woman. Uh, you know, no surgery, no plumbing rearranged, Tucked that thing up there. I'm not sure where they tuck it, but they tucked it, and all of a There's, sudden, uh, some tape in, involved. I oh know my one. god! I mean, that just sounds <laughs> painful. Um, and all of a sudden, this person who says that he's a woman now sets all these records in women's swimming. And if you want to know what this is going to do to Title IX writ large, look at what happened here. And then Riley Gaines has made it her mission to call this out, and um, that didn't end too well in San Francisco. This is after a talk that she gave, with Turning Point, actually. So she's getting chased out of the room by uh, the, you know, trans activist mob or whatever. She gets hit a few times, too. I don't know if you can see it in this video or not. And basically held hostage for like three hours, yeah. right? Yeah, they chase her into, a, uh, into another room. And there's cops standing outside but they don't really do anything about it they just kind of stand there There wasn't their chant trans women or real women 
something like that. Yeah. I mean, these people are just deranged. And now you've got like major. So she's getting chased into yeah. this room here. Oh, you want to still do play by play on this? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, and you can see these people out here screaming at her. At one point, somebody says uh, to the cops, we can let her leave if you pay us, which is kidnapping. Extortion. I mean, yeah. That's, that's, and none of these people have been charged. Uh, they're probably not going to be. And now she is, I think, going to sue the school, maybe. We'll see, but well, I hope she wins. Um, and I saw something that like Megan Rapinoe, like one of the big soccer players, mm-hmm. and then a WNBA player came forward and basically are supporting what Joe Biden wants to do with Title IX. And I don't understand that. Where are the women out there who are who would be outraged by this? Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, they they're not uh, they're not having to face the consequences of their political opinions. So maybe. The answer is to lean into it. Maybe we just replace the entire women's national soccer team with men, kick Megan Rapinoe out because compared to a man, she sucks. She can't compete against men. Uh, you know, like women's tennis uh, is the same thing. You know, there was that one movie with uh, what's her face where it was like, oh, women are just as good as men. It's BS. They're not. Uh, the top woman in the world is ranked like 200th or 400th right. with the men. So let's just replace all the top women tennis players in the world with men. Let's replace the women's national soccer team. They want it so bad. Okay, here you go. You're out. We'll replace you with men that can uh, you know, decide that morning that they're women and then beat all the other teams. And let's just lean into it and let's keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until they have to actually face the consequences. The point of, of ridiculousness. I, yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was a story that I, I Googled to make sure that it was correct that a 15-year-old and under boys team beat our women's Olympic team in soccer. Did oh, you yeah. see that? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. happened many times. So there That's are differences between the way boys and men are constructed and women and girls are constructed. And again, I, I bring this back to my own grandchildren. I've got a almost nine-year-old granddaughter, mm-hmm. and I don't know what her interests are going to be athletically. She may not be athletically inclined at all. But if let's say, for instance, that she's a really good basketball player, okay, and she's going for a scholarship at a major university based on what she can do on a basketball court, and she gets beat out on the team by a boy who says he's a girl. Yeah. That's a problem. It's a problem, problem, but it's going to happen because they're pushing it. So how do we, how do we, I mean, it's a culture war battle, right? So how do we get people to wake up and realize what they're doing? Okay. Well, I'm just going to say this. I am a collector of GI Joe action figures. There's a segue for you. They were the, they were the counter to the Barbie doll. You know, you want boys playing with dolls back in the sixties and seventies. So Hasbro came out with the G.I. Joe action figure. So before we lean into this, by changing one of my G.I. Joes, which we can do, because as you're saying, we're going to lean into this and we're going to make this happen, okay? This is from my personal collection. Okay, we're at the office here at Casa del Carter, and you're about to see my G.I. Joe action figure collection. Don't call them dolls. They are action figures. Figures. Now, why are we doing this? Uh, because we're about to show you a spot for not G.I. Joe, but G.I. Pat to be more woke. So, and you're going to see this is uh, display case number one. Here, my uh, dog this barking. This top row I call the presidential level. Uh, it's like the G.I. Joe action figures that are presidents. You've got Grant, Roosevelt, Eisenhower, JFK sitting down. And uh, you got... George Washington in the back, and of course the honor guard on either side of them. Uh, below George that, Washington the in the toys back. Toys from when I was you. a kid. Don't judge me on any of this. The Navy, oh, I'm judging you. GI Joe action figures <laughs> down here. You've got uh, uh, the Marines, and below that you got some like there's Bob Hope, there's a skier, and then you got the main uh, section. Wow. Up, up the very top here, we've got like the um, service academies. You've got uh, the Air Force, the Army, the Army football player. Navy, Navy football player, Navy and a Marine. and Wow. Uh, this is the space level. Lots of uh, astronauts and rocket ships. Again, all G.I. Joe action figures. Down here we have a montage of World War One, World War Two, Korea, and uh, Vietnam. Big book on G.I. Joe's lunchbox. Yes, I know I have a problem. And then down here, more of the uh, G.I. Joe action figures in boxes. You think those are Vietnam, worth some money, the ones in the boxes? Wall. Oh, you think people are uh, going to case my house now? Here. My Super Bowl rings <laughs> in there. Hey, we're not done yet. 
These are two that hang on the wall. Uh, nice uh, marine there, just like Mark Zarda. And down here. I'm sure he really appreciates the like being compared to a G.I. Joe action figure. Action figures. Oh, way on top. I said of action figure. gun up here, too. That shoots at the ceiling. Uh, what else we got? Uh, representatives from each war that we've been in. Wow. Um, some generals. Let's see. There's Colin Powell. Um, MacArthur. You might have a problem, Dale. Patton in the back there. Robert E. Lee. Oh, problematic. Anyway, problematic. So you get the idea. You know I have a problem. <laughs> you think I have a problem? Yes. Well, you know, in my defense, I collected them when I was a kid, you know, and I had baseball uh-huh, cards sure. and football cards, and um, I moved out when I was a senior in high school, right? Mm-hmm. The very next weekend after I moved out, my mother had a garage sale, and she sold every one of them. Mm. So Hasbro came back with the – for a while, Hasbro went with like a three-inch G.I. Joe. Do you remember that? No. That's before you as well. Okay. So Hasbro, the original G.I. Joes were like the 12-inch version, and they went to like three and a half inches or something to reinvent it. Well, in in the mid-'90s, they came back because they knew guys my age went through similar things where their mom sold all their shit when they moved out, and so they came with the 12-inch replicas. So that's what most of those are. So don't break into my house. They're not worth that much money. There is one on the space level. Don't go back to the video, but on the space level, I have a a boxed um, Buzz Aldrin G.I. Joe action figure, the second man to walk on the moon, and he signed it. So let me just get this straight. So what you're saying is when you were a kid, you had G.I. Joe action figures. Right. Big part of my childhood. And then your mom sold them. Yes. And then as an adult, you went back and repurchased the G.I. Joe action figures. Yes. In order to rebuild your collection. Exactly. Okay. Just wanted to get that straight. And I probably only had like six or seven, and now I have hundreds. So I know that I I have a problem. So anyway, we we do all of that. We embarrass me. We lay myself out there bare so that we can have a little fun with this. So G.I. Joe becomes G.I. Pat. Hey, kids, you hate gender? Yeah! Then get the brand new androgynous action person, G.I. Pat! Cool! G.I. Pat gets rid of all the fun and excitement of G.I. Joes and replaces it with self-righteousness and anger. This dino won't tell me its pronouns. Take this, Nazi! (laughs) G.I. Pat comes with awesome accessories, like a commuter bike, a sword latte, and a cell phone with instant outrage self-reaction! Pro-life people should die! Mike Pence. <laughs> Mike Pence. Mike Pence and the evil right wingers will stop at nothing to destroy GI Pat, and it's up to you to fight back. Right side of history. <laughs> I'm dead. Now you know your gender identity, and knowing is half the battle. Okay. Okay, so that's funny, right? That is hilarious. I think that's one of I think that's one of the funniest things that the Babylon Bee has ever done. To yeah. be honest, that my son really Nick good. sent that to me because <laughs> Nick really knows good. that I have a problem. But he's set to inherit some of these things if he cares. I'm sure he's really excited about that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but that just Kurt, it's just part of the fiction right now that is being sold in this country. It is fiction. I don't care what you call me. You can call me transphobic or whatever, but. A man cannot one day say, you know what, today I'm a woman, and I want to be treated like a woman. I want all of the advantages that we give to women. That's fiction. It's fiction for the Biden administration to say, you know, 67% of our vehicles are going to be all electric in the next, before the next decade. That's fiction. We got to call these people out when they're, when they're stating fiction, right? Yeah. Agreed. All right, so I'm not done yet on on what's the harm. Um, environmentalists want us to stop using toilet paper and, and use a bidet. And I think this is funny. Have you ever used a bidet? I haven't. No, I've heard I'm missing out, though. I thought they were for women only. I didn't, I, and I thought it was kind of like it would clean you up after going number one. I didn't think it would, like, clean you up after going number two. Well, apparently some of them have pretty strong... You know, scrubbing it's, bubbles, it's a like, stream. It's like a power washer down there. Yeah. I mean, it, it really shoots so, out. So this came out on the five, and I do watch the five quite a bit. Maybe. And this particular episode of the five, I think there were 
three women right. and two men. And the two men were asking questions that you and I might ask, Kurt, about the bidet. And it, they just – have you seen this clip yet? No. It's three minutes long. Are we doing the whole thing? There's start, a lot of embarrassment in here. I, I think you – let's roll it until you're uncomfortable. Bidet. Quote, no one buys more TP than Americans. We're the country to switch to bidets. Millions of trees – would likely remain standing every year. The Green Push doesn't end there. A ban on incandescent light bulbs is coming in August. Americans will only be able to purchase LED alternatives, which is total... mm, Makes me so mad. Okay, let's talk about bidets, because that's what everyone really cares about. Are you pro-bidet or anti-bidet? Judge. I'm not looking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm pro-bidet. I like bidets. (laughs) Okay? That's it. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's like my dog. When he's goes to the he won't look. That's it. Can I talk about the light bulbs? No. No, no, okay. no, no. no they're on the bidet. The bidet. Are you, you, you like a bidet? No, I will say I'm bidet curious. <laughs> uh, I've Creepy. never used it. I actually the Googled it in preparation for this segment. How does a bidet work? It seems very messy. But here's where you've got me. I, will, I don't care about the whole climate thing. That, that's not part of this. You can't sell me on the idea that toilet paper Freebie. gets the job done. The multimedia marketplace. Okay, there's, there's the one wipe Charlie's. There's the dude wipes. So what I'm getting at is there's a starting point for this conversation. Okay. Then maybe we need to combine toilet paper and bidets. They have. That's, that's the thing. The multimedia Every, okay. marketplace. Yeah. What is that? Uh, like a baby wipe. Oh. But those okay. are really... They're bad for the you environment. Can't flush them. I told you I'm not in this right. for the environment. I know, you can flush them, actually. So, you know, I was a little worried that Greg was not going to be here for this. <laughs> Multimedia marketplace. And you, you, Mr. <laughs> Kane, have totally filled his shoes. <laughs> and he would be proud that you're here. I also have not used a bidet. And um, unlike you, I have not researched it. Well, do, would you know how? If you walked in, would you know what to do? I know I, it shoots water. Do you sit on it or do you just squat and hover? I really no. don't know the answer to that question. Do you, so what do you think you do? I don't know. <laughs> how do you, tell us. Oh, I'm all of a sudden shy Freebie. for the first time. The multimedia marketplace. How do you dry off? Well, there's you need one. a towel. There's a towel. Towel? Did you take one with you? Towel? It's right there next to the bedazzle. It's I mean, they're asking really good questions about this. If we, you We're know, if the environmentalists uh, watching this show at this point are going to win, if the environmentalists are going to win, and and they're going to say, okay, no more toilet paper. Now you got to use a bidet. We got to figure out this stuff. Well, it uses water, and water is an important resource. You know, to their point. I mean, what do you do? You got a wet behind now. Yeah. What do you wipe it off on? I use. Uh, I one of those guys was. Mentioning it, I've never used a bidet, but I use the uh, wet wipes. You know, you, you start with the toilet paper. Yeah, it gets the uh, you know the majority of the the job done, and then you know that little extra something there at the end. You get the wet wipe to to finish off the job, and and that's how you do it. You know who we should have asked about this? Who would be an expert on this kind of thing? Is Doctor Mark Taramina because he's yeah. back there. He's back there with a hose. Well, he said he texts you every day. You text him and ask him about the okay. the, the bidets. So, pro- Doc, if you're listening, we, we want to get you on talking about bidets. Is he pro-bidet or anti-bidet? It's a great thing. We need to. And then what they, they mentioned there, I wanted to mention as well, Joey B's mandate on light bulbs is set to go into effect in August. I mean, this is, again, a guy who came in and said, remember his inaugural speech, Kurt, I'm going to bring the country together. I'm going to bring normal back. We may agree on some things, disagree on some things. And then he went to work dismantling everything that had been working for the last four years. Yep. And that's where we are. And that's why it matters. And that's why our audience needs to get fired up. And please share what we're doing here on Dale Carter's America. A couple of other sponsors that we want to highlight and thank for uh, being involved here. Uh, Austin Watterson, who um, this afternoon, they're going to be at my house because he did part of my roof back when it collapsed. And now I think we've got to do the rest of the roof. So we're going to look at doing that. And uh, he's the only guy I would trust to do my roof. Uh, the last guy, I, you know, it's funny because um, I live in a neighborhood where they have an HOA. Beware of that, Kurt, whenever you buy a house. Because there are good things about an HOA. It should keep, you know, the, the neighbor next to you from painting their house lemon yellow. Um, but they're also persnickety people. They're the people that, you know, you've given a whistle and a clipboard and a flashlight to, and all of a sudden they've got power. Um, so but they had restrictions when I bought my house that you could only have a shake shingle roof. And when I replaced the roof, that restriction was still in place. And literally the year after I put my brand new roof on, they lifted that restriction. 
So, you know, 20 years later, I'm one of the last houses in that neighborhood to have a shake shingle roof, and uh, we're going to replace it at some point, and Austin's going to be at the house. He's a great guy, and uh, he also will talk to you about solar, how you turn your home into an energy-generating machine. Austin Watterson, Royal Roofing and Solar, 816-540-7057, 816-540-7057. And Bob Watson, put your fingers in your ears because Austin's going to try and, and get my insurance to pay for the roof because some of the shake shingles have blown off in all the storms that we've had. So, um, But I got a high deductible, so I think Bobby's going to be okay too. Everybody wins, Kurt. Everybody wins. There you go. All right. Um, and... Oh, Bob Watson. Yeah, the um, (laughs) Bob Watson has insured my home since I've owned it. And, um, in fact, I think there was an insurance claim the last time on that shake shingle roof. And the good news for you, Bob, is when we replace it, it won't be a shake shingle roof. So we're never going to have any of these issues again. Shake shingle roofs, Kurt, when you buy a house, they're the worst. Noted. Take my word on it. Okay. Uh, You get silverfish in the house. Um, they don't stand up well to all the storms that we get, the hail damage that we get in Kansas City. Uh, so it's definitely not going to be a shake shingle roof. But I am glad to know that Bob Watson and State Farm are always there backing me up. I get a real live person. You know, Terry Drummond on his staff has held my hand through various crises in my life, from banged up cars to things that have happened at the house, uh, a life insurance issue that I went through. Bob Watson's staff is primo. Oh, and he'd love to talk to you as well, because if you believe what we believe on this podcast, you are right there with Bob Watson. 816-229-7878. That's 816-229-7878. Auto Home Life, commercial insurance, licensed in both Kansas and Missouri, but housed in Blue Springs, Missouri, and ready to help you no matter where you live in the greater Kansas City area. I'll bet he can even help you outside the greater Kansas City area. So seek him out. Okay, we talk a lot about men who decide they want to be women. And Kurt, this takes us back to things that we laughed about when we were kids, and now it's 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 being normalized. Yeah, used to be a joke, and now it's serious. <laughs> My friend Tim Pardee sent me this clip. A lot of people send me fun clips, and I appreciate that. Sometimes we find a way to incorporate them into Dale Carter's America, and that's what we're doing. This clip is from The Life of Brian which is a uh, Monty Python movie, and it came out in 1979. 1979. Listen to the dialogue. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. (laughs) You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So what we laughed about back then has become the reality in 2023. At least some people see it that way. I kind of like the way Kurt's going, and we're going to probably talk about this in the weeks to come as we lean into this. And who knows, maybe one of these days, Kurt or me will decide that we want to be a woman. It's going to be you. You think so? Yeah. Think I'd be a good-looking woman? Uh. Ponder that. (laughs) Until next week, this is Dale Carter's America. The views expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media. Comments can be sent to dalecartersamerica at gmail.com. Check back for weekly episodes. Subscribe, spread the word, and give us a five-star review. Thanks for being a part of Dale Carter's America.